Well, since we last chatted on here, I lied to you guys again. It's been much longer than a week since the last episode. Mark Rudan's lost his mind, if he ever really had it. And Western United may finally have a home. Let's talk about it. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to the Peak A-League podcast. It is the 13th of February and the last episode was quite some time ago now. It's hard. It's very hard. I'm Yoast Gerald, by the way, if you hadn't picked up on that uh, in the first few seconds. But I think the problem with the A-League at the moment, before we get into everything else, is that it's so easy to be apathetic, especially as a Western United fan, because we're no good. So I kind of don't want to watch it, but the loyal fan in me, especially someone that's been a fan of a poor sports club my whole life growing up as a St. Kilda supporter in the AFL, wants to still support the team, wants to get behind them. Oh, something's just smashed in my house. Anyway, um, but it's so easy to avoid a bad A-League team. You know, when St. Kilda's struggling, I'm going to work, I'm going to footy training, I'm going to school, whatever, and I am copying it relentlessly for my team being so bad. It's all over social media, it's all over the radio. When an A-League team is bad, especially one with a small fan base like Western United, it's just crickets. I mean... They've won two games from 15 and there is not a single ounce of pressure on John Aloisi's job. I don't, I can't really understand it. Although I'm not blaming him specifically. I think the squad's pretty bad this season um, in terms of depth and then the injuries have been, you know, there's been quite a lot of injuries, so it's been hard. But uh, to have no fan pressure, no media pressure, I mean, there's not many fans at Western United and there's not a lot of media after all the cards. So, yeah, it's been pretty easy to just sort of slip away from it. You know, the games are at awkward times a lot of the time. Even when they're home, it's like a Friday, 6 o'clock at Amy Park. Finish work at 5. How am I really supposed to get to it? So, it's been very easy to ignore. Um, But it was made a whole lot hard to ignore Western United today when it finally got announced uh, that they will be in the home stadium from March 17 for the women and soon for the men. Soon is the word that is going to kill me. But... If it's ready for women, surely it's ready for men's. And the next home game after that is April 6th. So you can pretty safely assume that that's going to be the day. If not, I'm hearing I might have to wait till April 13th. I don't know why, but that's just the rumor going around. Um, but yeah, there's about 800 seats in that stand. There's a little bit of confusion because I think someone posted it as 5,000 seats. It's not. It's 800 plus probably another 1,000 or so on the other side. And then a few thousand spots to stand. Comfortably should sell that out. Um for the first couple of games at least. I mean, obviously the team's been poor, but I don't think anyone around the area really knows that. Um, so it shouldn't be too bad. Um, tickets will be likely quite affordable, I'd imagine. I think the, the goal would be just get as many people in as you can. Um, but obviously, what a happy day. What a great day for Western United. People have got to find something to not like about it. And they have. They've found plenty. It's too far away. It's too west. What sort of there's there isn't a road I've spoken about this lots of times there's no real road to get to the ground they've got four and a bit weeks four and a bit weeks because Feb's a short month probably just over four weeks since like, until that opening game and they better be spending the next four and a bit weeks just smashing a road out I think that's got to be the goal obviously there's um, no public transport super close there's absolutely no buses going out there train station's about a 10 minute drive away 
um, which gives people traveling from the city a bit of an option, whether they Uber or maybe some shuttle buses get run by the club or council. I would imagine that that will be the case Um, because there's also not going to be a whole lot of parking out there. So um, it's going to have its challenges, but it's going to be so much better than playing in Ballarat or Hobart or even at Amy Park. That's become quite a, a sore sight to watch games in an empty Amy Park. We already have to do that when Melbourne City plays. So um, it'll be good. Um, it, it'll be very good. There's no pubs around, sure. There's no train station, like I said, but I think the main focus was just getting the football there. And that'll be the case. Home fans will be able to get there pretty easily. It's like, I think, eight minutes from my house. Um, don't dox me from that, but it's very close. And I know there's a lot of people around me that will probably like to attend the game as well. So um, they've got a month to market it well. Both the women's and men's games are probably going to get about you know, three each or something like that. Um, well, the women's will actually only get one, but then hopefully a home final as well. So um, the way that they're going, they're sitting second at the moment. So yeah, um, there's a lot to like. Um, I think, if you know, for whatever you want to say, after four and a half years, they're finally going to be having a base, having a home base where they're supposed to be. Um, and that's a massive win. I don't know if they'll upheave sort of the training facilities from Windy Hill at Nessendon to come down and train there for a couple of months, especially when finals are out of the question for the men and it's going to be so, so late in the season for the women. It's probably not worth it. Um, seems like they've got a pretty good setup there in Essendon, so maybe just finish up the season there um, because it would take an absolute miracle for the men to make the finals. I think it's still technically mathematically possible, but almost getting into relying on other result territories. And when you've won two games for the year in, in mid-Feb, it's probably... Um, yeah, going to take a whole lot more than that. So financial fair play can come and dox about six other teams. Maybe we'll be on, but you just never know. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. I'll be definitely there in the first women's game and then definitely there in the first men's men's game at the ground. Um, presuming I can get a ticket. Hopefully that is a problem. That would be nice. Um, in other news though, Marco Rudan has obviously been losing the plot a little bit. Uh, missed the big thing last week when he had that massive press conference after the uh, loss to MacArthur, which caused a show cause um, from the from the APL. Um, he sort of went a bit quiet this week. A draw, and obviously in classic box office theatre way, his team got two red cards after getting one in each of the previous two games. They thought they'd up it and give him double, and just see how he handled it. Um, I think the thing that sort of doesn't that's sort of getting ignored is that these reds are often there. Tate Russell's, maybe one of those yellows was a bit stiff, but I think the first yellow should have been a straight red. So it kind of evened itself out. Um, and the one quite late was probably fair as well against Hendricks. The game was obviously um, already gone by then. Um, so, so late. So, so late on in the game. And, and a 90th minute equaliser as well from Western Sydney. So they still did well to come back in that game. He wasn't super thrilled. Um is there an agenda against Western Sydney? I would say no. I think there's probably... Um, we've Okay, well, certain other teams maybe get a good rub of it. Sydney FC has often been known to receive that sort of treatment. I think MacArthur, for some reason, has been given a really nice hand of it this season. I don't really know <laughs> why they love MacArthur so much, but it seems like they've gotten on the end of some pretty lucky decisions. I don't I don't think, though, that the ball crossed the line for Melbourne Victory this weekend. I think that was not a goal. Um you know, I'm only looking at the same dodgy camera angles as anyone else, but that was my take. Um, but certainly against um, Western Sydney, I thought that, um, that that wasn't a goal at the end from Jermaine. But what can you do? Um, a couple of dodgy wins from them, MacArthur, I suppose, by, by that logic in the last couple of weeks. But they had a nice 3-0 win tonight against 
someone in the AFC Cup, so they're going quite swimmingly at the moment, sitting third on the table. I had them last. Predicted them last, which was pretty poor by me. They've definitely turned it around a little bit. One team that I predicted to finish in the finals that no one else backed is Wellington Phoenix. Can we just talk about that for a second? Five points clear on top of the table. Melbourne Victory's got a game in hand, so... Uh, I don't really know why they've got a game in hand, actually, but they do. Um, so they could be three points um, behind um, after the next couple of weeks. But yeah, Wellington is just flying. Nine, six, and two. A good win against West United on the weekend. I've referred to them as the drinking card of the league. So I don't know how impressive it really was, but they got the job done. Uh, before that, a couple of draws, but they yeah, they haven't lost for quite some time since, since Sydney beat them just before the New Year. So they've played, I think, nine games this New Year, eight games, and yet to lose. There's been a lot of draws, but I mean, this league's very close that yeah, nine wins from 17 is going to be enough to get you up there. Next best is Central Coast with eight. So, um, I mean, with nine games to go, 10 games to go, they probably are the, the favorites for the plate still. Um, I don't really see victory getting back up there. I think they'll still make the finals, uh, which I'm ashamed, which is a bit of a shame because I predicted them predicted them to finish seventh and copped a lot for it and within about three or four weeks I thought yeah I definitely got this one wrong but just lately I've been losing the faith a little bit in them but um, I think they'll they'll still scrape through after four one-all draws in a row the streak finally ended with a loss this weekend it almost was one all again obviously if the ref had have seen things a little bit differently uh, but they got too much quality in that squad to miss final so they'll, they'll definitely be in the mix but um, yeah I think the the clear top two is Wellington and Central Coast at the moment um, and so there's been some really impressive wins from Central Coast in recent times. None more than last weekend when they absolutely smashed Adelaide United, the team who I'm pretty worried about uh, at this stage of the season. I actually predicted them to, I think, be 10th because they'd lost Goodwin uh, and they'd lost another big player in preseason. I can't really remember who it was now, but um, it looked like they were going to be struggling a little bit. Um, they probably haven't got the, the most out of Iran Kunda. He makes things happen, but goals and assists-wise, he's only got a couple... Um, of each, I think. Um, Ibasuki's been in some great form. He showed that on the weekend. Um, again, with a goal, and he scored a, was it a hat-trick a couple of weeks ago against Adelaide. Um, so he's probably been their shining light. Uh, I feel like they haven't quite nailed their their uh, imports this season. You know, Tuncliffe's been a bit of a flop. They just signed Stefan Moore, so we'll see what he can do, but um, <clears throat> a bit past it for mine. So <laughs> we'll see how that pans out. But uh, yeah, only one win in their last... Uh, seven games, I believe, or eight games coming against Sydney in the United round. Other than that, they've been pretty poor. City, who hasn't been great, beat them away. Uh, and then Central Coast smashed them. Perth, who's been struggling, um, almost stole three points from them. At Coopers, it was a really, really late equaliser from Adelaide, something we've sort of become accustomed to is, is a late goal from them, especially at home. Um, but overall, they are struggling. Um, so the pressure's going on them because I think when you look at the squad still, it's it's pretty strong. Um, Forward-wise, midfield-wise, it's pretty good. The defense is okay. Um, losing Popovich has got to hurt a little bit, but overall, you know, I would have thought they'd be doing a little bit better. Even I know I predicted them to be 10th, but um, they showed early in the season, especially with a 6-0 win over Melbourne City, that they were definitely capable of doing more than what they are at the moment. Um, it's, it's a weird season. I mean, with about a third of the way to go, you can rule out Western United on eight points. Um, God, that's shocking. Um, but then other than that, I think it's wide open. Perth and Newcastle are probably one or two unconvincing losses away from me ruling them out. I think if Western uh, United can beat uh, Newcastle this weekend, I'm ready to put a line through the Jets. But they have shown some good signs. Um, almost 
you know, very should be very disappointed that they didn't beat Western Sydney given that they played a half with ten men. Um, and you know that win against Brisbane the other week really made me think that they've got a bit in them. They've got some good young players. I like that um, uh, Clayton Taylor a lot. Um, Bahaj has been surprisingly good this season. Mark Nutter's really good in defence. Uh, and obviously, Stamatolopoulos has really taken the league by storm. He's now equal for goals. Uh, still just 24 years of age. I remember him at Western United. He came from originally Adelaide, I think was his first A-League club. And I think he's an Adelaide boy as well. Might have been at Adelaide City or something for a brief stint. Um, or maybe just come up through the youth. I don't know. But he was with Western United for the first season and then maybe a little bit more before going off to the Jets. And he was just awful for us, I thought. Mainly was coming off the bench um, with a begrudging Barisha <laughs> taking... Uh, you know, coming off the pitch for him late in the games um, and probably never got a full opportunity. Um, remember him not being re- very good at all for the Jets. I don't remember his figures or anything, but then he went off to Greece uh, and now he's back and he's in ridiculous form scoring 13 goals in 16 matches this season. Um, he's just, yeah, in really good touch. He scored five in the last four um, and yeah, probably the best striker in the league right now. Bruno hasn't been in great form in his first couple of games back. I'm sure it'll take him a bit of time to settle in, but Right now, given his age um, and the fact that he's Australian, it's you know it's really exciting because you look at the rest of those sort of top goal scorers. Obviously, Bruno is an Australian now, but he's also quite old, so it's not as exciting. Um, Angel Torres is up there. Adam Taggart's another Aussie that's probably a little bit past international football. Um, Jermaine's got uh, 10 as well, but a few penalties in there, one that didn't cross the line. So, um, yeah, a little bit interesting. Then it's like Ibasuki, Lolly, Barbarousas, uh, Jamie McLaren, Lachlan Brook, who's been really impressive as well. But yeah, there's not a lot of Aussies up there and that's typically what we see because we don't have a lot of great strikers and when we do, they tend to get out pretty quickly. Um, you know, Yangi's probably the best example of that. Um, Goodwin's another one that would be up there had he stayed in the A-League this season, I'm sure. But um, it's, it's just nice to see an Aussie player scoring consistent goals, especially given that he's not playing in a good side. Um, well, not, not in a disrespectful way, but the, you know, there's a lot better midfields out there than service than the one that he's getting, but he's been really, really good. I think him and Lachlan Brook have just been the best young Aussies in the comp this season, 24 and 23, still fairly young. Um, Lachlan Brook's obviously one of those ones that just left a little bit early, um, Left in 2020 when he was only sort of 18, 19. Um, never worked out at Brentford. Played a bit at Crew Alexandra. Um, I think he was okay over there. Uh, but that's, was it League, League 2 football, I'm pretty sure. Um, so not the highest standard. Uh, and now he's back in the A-League. And I hope he's not too uh, against moving away again because I think he's clearly got the ability. His heading uh, ability inside the box is fantastic to watch. Uh, him linking up with Milanovic has been some of the most exciting Football to watch in the A-League this season. So good to see um, so much young talent running around the league at the moment. And I think there's probably four clubs now that are really giving youth a go. And they're obviously um, Central Coast and Adelaide are the obvious ones that are always doing it. But now you're seeing MacArthur really reward it and Western Sydney as well. And I think a couple of seasons ago, Western Sydney were a pretty old team. Uh, and now we're seeing heaps and heaps of youth. Um, probably a bit much on the weekend with that young keeper. He got exposed badly um, early. He probably settled into the game a bit as it went on and had to obviously deal with playing with the man down uh, in his defense in midfield in the second half. But that was, yeah, pretty shocking. Um, the quicker that Lawrence Thomas can get back, the better. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it won't be long before they've got someone else or, or even Mark Gush. I don't really know. Did he get sent off or injured or I think maybe got injured against um, MacArthur as well. So 
Um, yeah, they they are <laughs> rewarding youth, but that was probably a step too far. But yeah, I mean, Alex Badalado has been really exciting this season. Uh, Priestman in midfield, obviously Milanovic, as I said before. So um, they've been great to watch. And I think when youth is playing and they're playing well, it's even more exciting. For MacArthur, it's Borges Rodriguez, probably butchered that. Jed Drew, um, who I didn't really like, I don't know, a few months ago, but he's slowly growing on me. His performance tonight helps a bit. Bernardo off the bench, typically he's an absolute baller, and Holman as well as another gun. Um, he's one of my favorite prospects at the moment. So I've been loving watching those two sides, and it's good to have four clubs instead of two that are really playing the youth. You know, City and Victory aren't really doing heaps of it. Weston's sort of being forced to, but none of them are like really standing out. Um, but yeah, you've got these these young guys sort of carrying these teams through, and it's been awesome to watch. Um, Adelaide's unfortunately going back the other way a little bit and I guess it's going to happen when you sell so much of your young talent overseas um, which is a good thing um, with obviously Gauchi off to Aston Villa Popovich going I don't actually remember where he's off to now but overseas somewhere Nestor off to Bayern at the end of the season um, yeah that's exactly what we want is for the youth to move on but they're slowly becoming yeah a less exciting team to watch bringing Mork back in for the 19th time in four years uh, doesn't help um but yeah, all the best to them. Um, other than that, that, that's that's really it. I'll give my predictions for this week's game, but it was more just a catch-up on everything that's been going on. I'm going to say Western win, 2-1 against the Jets. Just back them at Amy Park. They're just a little bit better there than everywhere else, uh, but the Jets really do need the win. I mean, Western need the win desperately, but um, the Jets have got a bit more to play for. They're just five points outside of the finals race at the moment, uh, and I think that the, the top five is pretty well sewn up. Um, the Wanderers on 25, Sydney on 23. It's only a two-point difference, but it just feels like I can't imagine the Wanderers dropping out, whereas that sixth spot's never really been Sydney's. You know, Sydney's been out of form a bit lately and dropped off. Brisbane's coming hard for it after starting well and then dropping back out. Adelaide was there about earlier. I think the top five teams all make finals. You know, maybe Victory or Wanderers finish sixth, but I think, um, yeah, Sydney's the one I could see dropping out and likely will. I don't know who's going to take the spot. My money's probably on Melbourne City just because historically you've got to back them. But, yeah, Definitely interesting. Sydney and Adelaide play again for the second time in about four or five weeks um, in Sydney again, where Adelaide got their last win. Um, but I'm going to say it's going to be Sydney this time, 2-0. Um, they haven't been particularly impressive this season, Sydney, but last week's performance against Central Coast really showed that they've still got uh, what it takes to be a good side. And um, those three early goals <laughs> really should have been four. That was probably one of the peak moments of the week, but um, from Patrick Wood there, obviously right in front of goal. Just use your left foot, man. Like, how hard is it? But anyway, gave the A-League a bit of um, wanted, unwanted publicity. I don't know. They say you can't have any bad publicity. And we need as many eyes on the league as we can at the moment. But I'm not sure it did us any favors in terms of pushing the quality standpoint of the league. But oh, well, it happens um, all around the world all the time. Melbourne Derby, that's going to be massive. Um, Second biggest thing happening in the Melbourne Parks precinct on the Saturday night, unfortunately, with Taylor Swift. But... Um, I'm sure it'll still draw a fairly good crowd. Hopefully it's another one, 25,000 upwards, although it's a city home game. So um, not to take the piss, but generally might be harder to sell some of those tickets um, given victory have more home members already sort of signed up to go to the game. I'm going to say this is a 2-1 win to Melbourne victory. They'll bounce back after taking their first loss. I reckon it's going to, they've just been cruising a bit. Obviously you get four draws in a row. You, it's not harsh to say you're cruising a bit. Um, I think that'll kick them back into gear. They're, they're way too good to drop out of the top four on paper, and, and I think they've got what it takes to get back up there. Perth and Brisbane, I love a 9.45 kickoff. So good. Um, I'm going to say, 
This one, Perth will take out the points 1-0 in a real jammy game. On Sunday, Central Coast and the Wanderers. I swear, 5 p.m. Sunday kickoffs. The Wanderers are just the kings of this. Um, and it's great because it gives you a little bit of entertainment to finish off. And they're playing a lot of games in uh, in New South Wales at the moment, which is awesome because it's great to see their, their away fans traveling. And I'm sure they will do, again, in big numbers to Gosford. And I'll say that they win this one 2-0. Really make a statement. Rudin to walk in the press conference say about three words and walk straight out. And then MacArthur and Wellington with a simultaneous kickoff. Why not play it at 7 p.m.? But anyway, um, MacArthur versus Wellington, the Davila Derby, first versus third. This is a big game. And if, if Wellington can get a win here, um, especially if the Wanderers win, like I said, then then Wellington uh, will push out to like a six or eight point gap. So it's going to be pretty big. Um, and I think they will. I think Wellington traveled pretty well. They're used to it. I'll say... 2-1 here in this game. It'll be a pretty hard uh, it'll be a pretty hard fought game. Both teams in some good form at the minute, but MacArthur also coming off a bit of a lesser break playing tonight on Tuesday as well. Uh, that is it. Uh, Melbourne Victory play Western on Tuesday night. I don't really want to give my predictions for that game. I did say on Twitter it would be Victory's first loss, and then I cursed them. They had a loss already. But um, we'll see how they go. I'm going to try and get to that one. I can't make Friday, so I'll see how I go uh, with that. But... Um, yeah, I can't believe I almost forgot as well. What a weekend we had. Uh, firstly, um, Brisbane beating Melbourne Victory or Melbourne City 5-1 after losing to them 8-1 five weeks ago, six weeks ago. Like, just insane. Um, to further that, um, Western United wore, brought their home kit to Wellington. Um, I mean, if they not watched a Wellington game, obviously Wellington weren't going to wear their home kit. They should have learned. In the official document as well, Western were actually supposed to pack the away kit. It was Wellington wearing the black, but they weren't going to go all the way back to Melbourne um, to pick up the kits. And I doubt that a New Zealand Rebel Sport had any Western United gear laying around. It's probably all sold out. So Wellington had to go and pick up their yellow kits and wear those. Um, I don't know, half an hour later, the Sydney FC women's team are supposed to be playing um, at the City Academy place um, in Casey, and they drove to Bundura, which is like just like a parkland now. Um, and <laughs> yeah, that caused another delayed kickoff. Uh, and then also in the MPL New South Wales, MacArthur, uh, their kit man apparently didn't know the game was on until they thought it was the next day, so they didn't come at all. MacArthur had to wear the Jets away kits. Um, what a stunning weekend of A-League. It just kept on happening. And then obviously, yeah, finished off on Sunday with another rude and rant. What a week it was. Um, good to be back chatting about it. I'll try and be back next week. But obviously, there's just no promises in life. No promises in football and no promises on this podcast. But I hope you guys did enjoy listening to this one. Um, yeah, definitely need to be hitting a few back-to-back weeks so that I, I'm not rambling the whole time. But uh, yeah, either way, we've got... A couple more months left of the A-League. Let's enjoy it. I cannot wait for Weston to get into their stadium. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned for some exciting content when that rolls around. But until then, next week, the week after, who knows. But uh, yeah, enjoy the football this weekend and I'll see you soon.